There's a huge spiritual battle going on for the destiny of our nation right now, and all of us need to take our place spiritually. Mark Breesbaugh of Watchmen on the Wall is here today to talk about the recent Alberta-linked prophetic gathering and what the Lord is saying to His people now. It doesn't matter who you are or where you are. You too can play a part in the spiritual transformation of Canada. Stay tuned to find out more on Lifeline Today. Good to have you here today on Lifeline Today. We're really glad you're tuned into the program. We've got a very special program. Remember, the phone lines are open as well throughout the program. But our guest today is Mark Brisbois. Welcome to the program. Welcome, oh, Mark. It's great to be back again. Uh, Mark is from Spruce Grove, Edmonton area. Of course, he's uh, done Watchmen on the Wall Ministries all across Canada and globally, really. You just were in Guatemala. And uh, we just <laughs> completed an Alberta-linked conference uh, well, it's not really a conference, is it? It's what would you describe it? Yeah, uh, I mean, there, we don't really have uh, the language yet. It's still evolving, but really, it is. A, when I t think about a conference, you, th you think about equipping conferences. This is a more of what we might call an ecclesia. It's uh, it's yeah. it's wanting to be. We're looking to be a, a governmental expression. You know, Isaiah says of the increase of his government and yeah. peace, there will be no end. And so the, the dominion of God mm. is increasingly being expressed through a people who are learning to walk as one in, in complete unity. And um, so this is an expression of that. We're, it's a venture because we've, you know, we've, we're, we've never done this before, but yeah. <laughs> right. we're on our way. You know, and I know this event was planned long ago. Yeah, we're part of the original uh, founding of that. We've mm -hmm. done a number of them, starting with your Spruce Grove, where you are, and uh, and then other locations across Alberta, even on New Year's Eve right here, yep. uh, live via media. But uh, planning this one was not planned to be timed with some of the most critical things that were going on at the time when the conference was going, not conference, the gathering was going, <laughs> that uh, there was all these things going on in Ottawa and yeah, you know, and it has it, it's played out that way a number of times. So yeah. the first event we did in in the Edmonton region, the the day it ended, yeah, it was the next day was when the lockdowns began. Yes, that's yeah. right. We were there, and uh, and so you know, we don't really plan these things. We're just kind of you know going blind, and the Lord seems to lead us. So yeah. it's like, you know, Mark. In our intro, we mentioned that. Uh, really, we are contending right now for the destiny of this nation, uh, probably more than ever before. I think, you know, the, the battle is heated up uh, between, you know, the forces of light and the forces of darkness. Yeah. We're seeing the clashing of kingdoms, uh, you know, right before our eyes. It's not something we just talk about. It's actually happening. And I do know that one thing that you addressed at the Alberta Link Gathering was the fact that you know, there's even been a little bit of division within the body of Christ concerning, uh, you know, those who say, we just need to be the boots on the ground. We need to, you know, take action and do something. And then there's a whole other sector that are saying, you know what, we just need to 
go higher and we just need to pray <laughs> and do it all in the spirit realm. And you addressed this at yeah. the uh, gathering and I want you to address it because I believe that many of our viewers may be, you know, feeling those feelings on one side or the other and being frustrated. So talk to us about that. Yeah, the, you know, there's so many nuances to this, but the reality is that, that we need both. We need the, the boots on the ground and we need the high level intercession and spiritual warfare. And the illustration I always come to is when Israel is facing the Amalekites in Exodus 17. Mm -hmm. And so basically what that means is there are, there, there are people at war. I mean, they're down in the valley. Uh, Joshua's leading the armies. They're, they're forging ahead. But it says that Moses and Aaron and Hur are up on the hill. And when Moses lifts his hands, yes. they win. <laughs> like they, they, you know, they, they are, they're making advances. Now, you have to think of the significance of this, right? Yeah. Because, because what that means is when, and, and what happened is he got tired and he, his hands, he yeah. lowered his hands. Your hands and when heavy. he lowered his hands, Amalek began to prevail. Mm -hmm. Now, that's a euphemism for the fact that more Israelis were dying than Amalekites. Wow. So think of the significance of that. This is real world stuff. Right. Yeah that, that uh, you know, wives are losing their husbands and children yes. are losing their fathers, not based on the skill of the, the warrior on, on the battlefield, not his courage, not how fast he can run or how strong he is, but based on the worship of Moses on the hillside. Yeah. So, so obviously what's happening in the valley is not unimportant, but we, we're starting to realize, and I think this is the beauty, is the body of Christ is starting to realize what we've already talked about, that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. And so yeah. uh, we're starting to discover that yeah. these two parts are meant to go together, that yeah. you know whether you're in the courts or whether you're protesting on uh, a parliament hill or you're advocating as an MP for something or you're calling yep. your MLA or your representative, all of these things are important, but they're completely in vain unless the Lord build the house, you know, wow. unless, unless that, that infrastructure, because essentially this is a battle of two kingdoms and we're battling principalities and powers that are trying to further ideologies in the land. Yeah. And the power of those ideologies is not determined by the sensibility of that they carry or how well right. they are articulated, but by the spirit that's behind them. And so God has designed and called us as a church to bring a, an expression of the kingdom of God that nullifies these voices in the spirit. Yeah. You know, it's interesting too, because if you think of the analogy you gave about Joshua in the valley, Moses on the mountaintop, and Aaron and her had to come alongside and hold his arms. Yeah. Which, uh, but it's very possible the people in the valley never even saw Moses, or the en enemy could ever, because <laughs> they might have tried to take him out, but they couldn't be maybe even see him. Yeah. He, he may have been invisible to them, but the battle was determined by his posture. Yeah. And uh, you know, I think about that. I think maybe your average guy in the field is thinking. I'd rather be up there, you know, yeah. I'd rather be up there doing nothing, you know, <laughs> oh, yes. rather than down here in the valley risking my life, yeah. not realizing that actually the, the principal thing that is happening is up on the hill. Yeah. And it's the same thing with uh, when Elisha was near death and he's in the chamber of the, kings, the king and the, he says to the king, strike the ground and he takes the arrows. He said, this is the arrow uh, of the Lord's deliverance. deliverance, strike the ground. 
and he, he thinks it's a liturgical thing. He thinks this is an empty ceremonial yeah. religious thing. I don't understand. This is ooky, yeah. you know, it's spooky. But, and that's, that's been the attitude of much of the church about prayer and intercession, about the prophetic. We haven't really understand that the real world outcomes don't hinge on just the boots on the ground, that's, but it's, it's the movement of mm -hmm. angels. You know, David, he was instructed, don't go to battle until you hear the sound, the King James said, of a going in the mulder, mulberry bush, but yeah. it was really the sound of marching yeah. because there needs to be the advance of angelic and armies. the example you gave of Elisha, he said to take the to the king, he said, or the yep. yeah, he said take the arrow and strike the ground, and he struck it three times. Mm. Right, and then it says the prophet was angry, so he should have struck five or six times. He yeah. would have completely annihilated your enemy. Now they will not be fully defeated, and so the participation of the soldier on the ground was critical as well. But honor. almost immaterial in the sense of who who's going to have the victory. Like yeah. that's that's a stunning reality that Christians have for years read these scriptures and sort of glossed over because we don't really want to. We don't have the capacity to apply this. I mean, imagine you know, and I don't know if we want to talk about this, about this too long. But you know, when the Lord says, "Send out," you're going to war, right? With with armies with weapons, send out the musicians. Yeah, because, you know it's. <laughs> It's so like we're fat. facing an army with machine guns and bombs and mortars. We say, let the band go first. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's like, I know. I mean, it, it, it is so surreal when you think about it. Yeah. How, what kind of courage did that take to do this and to obey this way? Yeah. But I believe we're coming to a time when the church is realizing, no, this, the spiritual realm really is what matters most. It what is. we do there. So what it, I say what is, we do there plays out in yeah. the natural realm. Yes, right? you know, there's been a lot of that ways just mentioned. Joan said, you know, the either or, you know, who's who's doing the more impact, yeah. the the boots on the ground. But you know, it says in Second Corinthians four, verses sixteen to eighteen, it talks about this very principle, and it says the spiritual realm is first, and right. then the natural realm, and so which is the greater? And it even asks the question, which is greater? Well, the spiritual realm is greater. And the natural realm follows through. And that's something I think we've missed as believers and maybe many of our viewers who feel like, well, I can't be engaged like I once was or I'm a shut-in or whatever. That doesn't really matter because it's the spiritual realm first. You can go anywhere in the spiritual yeah. realm. Yeah, you can. you can be praying for something across the other side of the earth yeah. and be very effective. God yeah. can show you things. More, Absolutely. Uh, more current example of this really would be something like Reese Howells and how he prayed during Second World War and the battles were won, you know? Yeah, you know, I mean, Dunkirk is one of those great examples. Yeah. They just made a movie about it, but, but really they need a miraculous convergence of weather patterns in order to pull that off. And they yeah. saved, what, a million uh, British soldiers or something like that. I mean, there's an enormous number yeah. of people which would have devastated uh, and, and you know, hamstrung the the English in a significant way in World War II. So how does that play out? What what is it that causes weather patterns to be changed? Certainly not armies on the ground. No. Yeah. And so there are there are um, unquantified. We should mention what happened there is that they had cover of cloud. Yes. Which kept the German air force the German from, air force from strafing the yeah. troops. Otherwise, millions would have been killed. And and the water needed to be calm enough yeah. for the smaller boats to make it across the. 
right. the, um, yeah. the channel. So, you know, these kind of things, um, you know, oh, what a, what a happy circumstance that all these things are converging together. Now we're gonna win the battle. Yeah. But, you know, these, there's a prayer component, there's a spiritual component yeah. that's yeah. far greater. So yeah. let's go back to our recent Alberta Link, yeah. where we gathered in Calgary. And again, a coincidence, I don't believe that anything is coincidence with God, but it took place right at a very strategic time where we had the freedom convoys on Parliament Hill, several other places in Coots Canada. border lockdown. The borders locked down several places. And, uh, and so they were there and the boots on the ground mm -hmm. were there, but we were in Calgary and we were, I think you say this all the time, we have to go higher in, you know, number one in praise and worship, which carries us up into that spirit realm where we see things prophetically and then make those declarations. So Mark, I want us to talk today about just a few highlights from that weekend and what God's saying to his people right now. Yeah, well, I mean, the first thing I would say, essentially, you know, when Jesus talked about what he was going to do to overthrow the kingdom of darkness, he said, I'm gonna build my church. And when he said, build my church, um, the word he actually used was ecclesia. Yes, and it right. was, it's actually a political word uh, come, taken from the Greeks that had to do, it literally means a, um, a ruling council. So uh, there was a, a group of leaders that made decisions and decrees and proclamations governmentally for, for, the Greek, for the Greek nation. And so Jesus used that word. He, he didn't use the word koinonia. He didn't word, use the word about fellowship or, or about, you know, just uh, a community. He was actually, it was a ruling council. And there's some great material coming out these days. Dean Briggs has a great book on that. But, yes. but so, so the Lord is, is bringing together people, men and women who have the, the heart for the kingdom of God on the earth to gather together to worship God. Mm -hmm. So this event, for example, is not about equipping, it's not about training or teaching, about those are all legitimate disciplines that we need to increase our knowledge in, but this is actually to come together and to be one. You know, um, oh gosh, there's so many things we could talk about, but when you look at Acts chapter two, you know, when the spirit of God was poured out, it was poured out it says, when they were all of one accord. That's right. You know, it took, they were waiting there for, for 10 days or whatever it was. And, um, and it took that long for unity to happen. And this is what we're discovering, that out of our unity, God releases something of, a, of an edict, of a decree from the body of Christ, but it takes an uncommon kind of unity. And it's not enough to be in the same room at the same time. No. Yeah. You know, because you can be in the same room, uh, you know, with people and you don't like them. You're, you're not, you don't <laughs> agree with them. You, you know, you're, you're just there, you're tolerating other yeah. people in the room. So God is actually bringing this expression of ecclesi ecclesia. And the thing that I loved about this weekend as I watched high level of uh, fellowship. I mean, people talked about the atmosphere of, of love and intimacy. But as I looked at some key leaders from around Alberta, and there was some from BC and Saskatchewan and Manitoba as well, but there was this amazing level of honor and, and acknowledgement. And there wasn't that, you know, sometimes you go to some, 
you go to some events and it's like everybody's trying to push their name forward. Yeah. Everybody's trying to grab a piece of the limelight to say, hey, I'm important too. I, I didn't feel that. No. I, I felt this deep uh, degree, fear of the Lord mm -hmm. and an honor. And the fear of the Lord caused people to say, you know, I don't want to be the one that missteps. I don't, I don't want to be the one that, that's trying to advance my own agenda in a moment when the Lord and the Lord alone is being magnified. And I've got to say the, he's, the structure of this kind of meeting, we've done or been in many of these kinds of meetings over the years, but uh, there is no speaker. There is no, yeah. uh, there is no agenda. There is none of that. There's nothing. There's absolutely nothing that is yeah. organized. It's really just, uh, we just minister together in worship and, whatever may take place. And then one thing just kind of initiates another. And it, I, I know you can't yeah. do every meeting that way. That, that's understood. But you've got a room full of people that are passionate about prayer and worship yes, and, right. and the nation. And, and it does, it, it, if you come together and you finally are in that sense of we're all on the same le level, I mean, in the same unity, that, that things spontaneously yeah, by I'm, the Spirit, come I, forth. I remember years ago when uh, we were a part of the gatherings, but when David Ebian was sharing about this, because the Lord had called him to do this event in Whistler. Right. And uh, and he didn't want to do it. And Gideon asked him, you know, what do you, why don't you want to do this? He said, well, I'm tired of conferences, you know, and yes. many others can do conferences better than me. And he said, well, what's, what would you want? He said, well, I would want the people to gather for the Lord and not for speakers. I would want there to be no time limits for the worship so that we could give the Lord our full attention. And so, you know, no schedule, no. And as he described those things, I just, I, my heart leapt because mm -hmm. I thought, yeah, wouldn't it be amazing to not put God on a time clock? Okay, yeah. God, you got 15 minutes to change my <laughs> life. I'm going to, I'm going to say hallelujah. I'm going to sing the right song. I'm going to, and you know, if you don't do anything in that time slot, then we'll take over and we'll do what we feel needs to be done. Yeah. You know, so in the same way, we're learning that, that the Lord is ready to move in our midst if we give him space. If we give him space. And yeah. so, um, uh, for some people, it's tremendously uncomfortable. The notion of actually doing a meeting without an agenda is is absolutely scary. Well, what are you going to do? I remember when we did the first um, meeting, and it, it just one thing led into another, and it was just fantastic. This was in Spruce Grove. Yeah, yeah. And, and and people like, wow, like mm. that that was amazing that you could fill all that time without one thing being scheduled, and yeah. it was seamless. Yeah. And, and we've got loads of people that can speak and prophesy. You know, it's not like we're lacking talented. But that's what I want to say too. But the content. Uh, was significant because it was all spirit led. And then you began to see this way that it all fit together. Like, yeah. you know, just like this, uh, yeah. no one could orchestrate this. Yeah. No one could plan it. It would just flow from the Holy Spirit. I, I want to go back to the word about the Ecclesia rising again, because this came again at this uh, Alberta linked meeting. And the word said there is a fresh wind of God bringing a new mantles for the Ecclesia and the Ecclesia will rise once again to speak the word of the Lord and to prophesy. And then you talked about a roar and we actually experienced the roar several yeah. times on the weekend. 
what happens when that's happening and there's a roar like that with everybody in one accord, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, there's so much we could say about this, but you know, when um, in the, I think it's the the book of uh, Judges, when Israel was going into the land where Balak and Balaam were, and the, the king hires the false prophet to curse Israel. Right. Mm -hmm. And he was a false prophet in that he wasn't really devoted to God's agenda, but he was true in his gifting. Yeah. So the Lord said to him, no, you, yeah. you, you can't curse these. And so each time he blessed them, and then he says, he says, no sorcery can be successful against this people because the roar or the shout of the king is in their midst. Right. And it's not a matter of just making noise. No. It is a manifestation of, of the victory. You know, the, it says in, in the New Testament, it says the victory is near you, right. even in your mouth, the word of faith, which we preach. Yeah. So there is, a, there is a release of authority of faith that comes from a people who are fully convinced that changes atmospheres. And yes. could it be, Mark, that in those times that the enemy is actually paralyzed? Oh, absolutely. And is not able to do what he had We don't understand do. how that connects <laughs> yeah. to something in the spiritual realm, but it disarms principalities and powers, according to Ephesians 6. Yeah. We're going to come right back after these few messages and finish up with Mark here. Help change the spiritual climate of Canada by becoming a monthly partner with Lifeline Today with Dick and Joan. All donors will receive this Lifeline Today fridge magnet, a reminder that you stand with Dick and Joan for Canada. Pledge your support for $25 a month and receive the booklet, Your Lifeline Today, Scriptures for Your Every Need. In it, you'll find prayer strategies, scriptures, and testimonies to build your faith for healing, family salvation, finances, and more. Partner at $50 a month and receive as a thank you this elegant display showcasing a replica of the widow's might as spoken of by Jesus in Mark 12. This powerful reminder of sacrificial giving will inspire you daily. Lifeline Today would also like to send you this finely crafted communion set when you partner at $100 a month. This silver-plated serving tray with goblets is decorated with a panorama etching of the holy city of Jerusalem and is a beautiful display for any home. Your tax-deductible donation will empower this ministry to release the prophetic word of God across our nation. Call today and say yes to becoming a partner with Dick and Joan. Our guest today represents Alberta linked. That word linked means associated with, allied, combined, joined, bonded together. In Matthew 18, 19, in the Amplified Bible, it reads like this. If two of you on earth agree, harmonize together, make a symphony together about whatever, anything they may ask, it will come to pass and be done for them by their Father in heaven. Listen, we want to link arms with you today. We want to agree, harmonize with you in prayer. We want to join with you, bond together with you, so that whatever we ask for, it will be done by our Father in heaven. Call us right now with your prayer request and let's see those miracles in your life. Call us right now. Our new smartphone app is here for your free download. Just go to your app store and search for Dick and Joan and download the Third Day Ministries app. You'll love it. You can watch archived programs of Lifeline Today, weekly sermons, and live streaming events like Dominion Conference. 
There is an online Bible and Bible reading plans, and you can quickly submit a prayer request to our prayer center. There's even a radio app for music, and you can donate online safely and securely. Download your free smartphone app today. We're talking about the recent Alberta Linked, and, and by the way, this is not the only event. Alberta Linked is one of them, but there are others that take place in other regions of the country, and some are national by nature. And uh, there's some tremendous spiritual warfare that takes place in these gatherings, and, uh, and they happen when we are in unity. Right. And that's something that I think really is key in this situation. Yeah, you know, for for years, all since I was a young Christian, people started talking about John 17 and how Jesus prayed that we would be one. Yeah. And of course, um, you know, if you've never actually uh, been one in 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 relationships, like you start to realize that, oh, that just means let's do a Billy Graham event together. Let's invite the a crusade and there's cooperation. Oh, isn't this great? We're one. No. Uh, that, that, that is a, a version of that. But what if there were scales? What if there are degrees? What if there are levels of oneness and that God was trying to bring us into a deeper expression that we never even knew was possible? This is the trajectory we're on, is we're learning, uh, and my experience is that I, I learned over the, over the years, uh, harshly in some ways, that I was divisive, that I was for me, I was for my name, my ministry, you know, my gifting. And it was the Holy Spirit who mercifully brought me again and again to repentance to say, this, this devotion to you and your role in the larger body makes you exclusive, elitist, and separate. And it's dangerous to the body. And so God is teaching us how to be one, to dwell together in unity. And Psalm 133 gives us, gives us this amazing picture that if we want, you know, it says it's like the oil yeah. pouring down the beard of Aaron. It's like the dew on Mount Hermon. In other words, spiritual refreshing and more anointing comes not from, you know, how many people have written books or preached on how to have more anointing, oneness will re we'll release something on a body of people that will enable us to walk in the fullness of our destiny. You know, I like the definition that David Damien uses about oneness and unity. Unity is when we get together and we all get to thinking the same and our values are the same, our doctrines the same. Oneness doesn't require that. Oneness is simply we are one in Christ. He's our head. He's our savior. You know, there were 12 tribes in Israel, but Israel was one. Right. And so we can understand differences with one another. And that's something I find a lot of people ask this question about unity. How can that be? Well, unity is when unified make everything the same. That's rather bland, actually. But, yeah. but uh, oneness is when we are empowered in each of our own uniqueness. And yet we are one in Christ for the same purpose for his kingdom. Maybe you have a prayer request, something that's going on in your life. You can still be a part of the army of God. Do you know that? Even though you may be at home there, you can be the one that's on the mountain praying and releasing the favor of God 
in the battle that we're in. Because I'm going to tell you something. Canada will be saved. Amen. Thank you, Mark, for Thank being on you, this. We, go, we said we're going to have Mark back regularly. This is something <laughs> that we really uh, appreciate when he comes and shares these things on a national and international level. God bless you. We really appreciate you. And remember this, Canada will be saved. Yes, it this program is supported by viewers like you, and we thank you for partnering with us. We want to hear from you. Send us your prayer requests, praise reports, and comments about the program. To watch past episodes, learn about the ministry, or contact us, visit our website at dickandjoan.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Lifeline Today with Dick and Joan, and on our YouTube channel, Dick and Joan TV.